welcome to the Get a Grip podcast. This is episode seven. It is June 1st. And man, oh man, we got a lot to talk about. But the only people here to do it are myself. I am Dave Sherapan, the Sportsbook Consigliere at SportsBK Consig on Twitter. And with me, my running partner. We got a little two-man game working here. He is Dan Bach at Dan underscore B-A-C-K. I got to spell it every week, Dano. I got to do it. But he's here. What's up? How are you this evening? I'm doing great. Always uh, enjoy this Tuesday night affair where we get to uh, give our own takes on the sports betting world. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's been a good it's a good little Tuesday night early ish week type thing. And yeah. uh, I love I love to rant a little bit. So it's, it's, it's good. It works. Yeah, it, I think it works. We get your, it, your did perspective. Did you shave it up just for the Tuesday thing, or do you always keep it this clean? Dude, I keep it as tight as I can. Um, the problem the problem is when, you know, if, again, people who just listen to the podcast, you might – I always, like, when I listened to Sports Talk Radio when I was a kid, I'd always envision, like, what these guys I'm listening to look like. Yes. They never looked <laughs> like you thought. Like uh, first off, first off, like the people who listen to newbie out in, in there's no way they're picturing him looking like that. No, no chance. No, and especially back in the day when there was like no Twitter, there's no profiles. You know what any of these people look like. So I'm bald as a bat. Okay. Shaved my head for the last, I don't know how many years, 25. What is bald as a bat? I've never heard that in my life. It's bald. bald. I don't know. I just kind of made it up. (laughs) But, uh, I mean, you always wear a hat, and you got the Expos today. I'm Look, I cleaned it up tonight. I tightened so it you, up. So you – I didn't – see, this fresh. is the amazing thing. This is our, what, fourth show together? Yeah. I had no idea you had the same look as me. Exactly. Because you're always covering it up with, with, uh, with the I hat. Am. I am. Is there a reason for that? You don't – you're, like, ashamed of it? Or you're just no, more no. of a hat guy? No. Listen, I, I made a move – to a new house. It took me a long time because we, we, I it was two weeks for most of the people. It's been like two months for me, but I'm on the blood thinner and I'm in a new house and the air conditioning works really, really good. And my <clears throat> wife has this place so cold. It, I got to wear a hat. I could, I could sleep in a hat if I could. I did. I slept in a beanie for a while just to keep my head warm. So well, I wear a hat all the time. And then I love to go outside. And, I mean, Dan, if you ever burned the top of your head, is there so- anything worse pain in your life than trying to get a shower or burning the top of a bald head? No, it is absolutely oh. the worst. It happens once a summer. And once I get that first initial burn, oh, I usually don't that. get the second one, but the first oh. one is always the worst. But I, I'm, I'm happy you went with the hat. Because there's probably somebody would call us the bald bros or something like that. Oh, if you if now. you and I were both bald on this video, like that wouldn't be good. Like that, yeah. they would, that that's how people would know us. So that's, it, it's a good differentiator. So keep yes. keep the hat game going. I'm I'm doing it. I'm working on it and trying to get the sponsorship, all kinds of other things. Speaking of guys with hair. Our producer, Dan Newbert at Newbie Talks, I mean, he is just rolling with – he hasn't gotten a haircut. Newbie, how, when's the last time you got a haircut? I, the beginning of the 
pandemic. So I, I guess so. Well over a year wow. was the last time I, I cut the locks. I got yeah. you guys covered. I I got yeah. the hair for the whole. He week. makes you got up enough for, it. for both of us. But yeah. you look like Aquaman. That's uh, <laughs> Dan Buck. I, I I've referred a to Fabio was, look maybe if it it's was a, really strong. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's the Fabio. flow is great. He's got the beard game. It's it's outstanding. But that's who's here tonight. Enough talk about our bald heads and newbie's beard and everything else. We're here to talk about, you know, some stuff going on in the sports betting world. And, again, there's a lot to talk about. I mean, you know, and, and, and we have um, kind of the name is called Get a Grip. You can go to the sports handle site, which is at sports underscore handle, and read the column um, that appears every week. And it there's a lot of – Great, great articles and summaries. We talked about things last week and referred you back to an article by Jeff Edelstein and, and all kinds of stuff. So we don't have any specific referral back to an article today. We're just going to kind of riff on a couple different topics. And then if anything else kind of comes up, we're going to get there. But tonight, three topics I have circled. Number one, we're going to talk fighting, okay, which there's a fight. It's Sunday, but it's not really a fight. And we're going to talk about, like, how we're going to book it, but we're not, but we could bet it, but you might. There's a lot of questions, not a lot of answers. So it'll give us an opportunity to talk about that. Number two, Illinois. <laughs> Illinois, big state, big power. Lots of people there. They like to bet. Boy, you people in Illinois, you're very good customers. Have been here in Vegas for years. Bet those bears every single year. Can't remember, but uh, the the Super Bowl shuffle, that was a good team. I believe that was the last time the Bears won the Super Bowl. So it's been a while, but you bet. And it's going to be a game changer. Illinois is one of the five, I think, keys to the whole piece of puzzle. And we got to talk about what they're doing there. Before you, since you brought it up real quick, can you name me three defenders on that 85 Bears team? Uh, Steve McMichael, Mike Singletary, Wilbur Marshall, Gary Fensick. I mean, Jeez. Richard Dents. Listen, this was the first Super Bowl party at the Kinsig Kids house when I was the Kinsig Kid. We had everyone over to our house. Because the Super Bowl shuffle. My parents thought it would be a good idea to invite a bunch of 14-year-old and 12-year-olds, my and my brother's friends, over. We did a block pool. We had squares. And the winner of the squares won one of those electronic football games that was a bleep, 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 just the lines. You remember those? by Mattel. Oh, Yeah, the Mattel ones, the handheld oh, ones. The best. That's it. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. That's the sound. That's, that, that was the like sound. It. Yeah, absolutely. So that's what you won. There was no money, but I mean, that was my first block pool Super Bowl party. I was 14, uh, 15, 15 for that Super Bowl. It was a big deal. I wore a uh, red Craig James jersey. I, I, I was. You're the, the pay. You're going for the Patriots. No, I was. Listen, as part of the crew with the with all your friends, you couldn't all root for someone. Like, not everybody was, I mean, somebody had to root for the Patriots for the two kids that came and wanted the Patriots to win. So I'm almost like, you got to wear the Patriots jersey. Told my brother he could wear the Bears jersey. And I knew I, the Bears were going to kill him. 
what was the line on that game, by the way? Because Has like been a hundred. I mean, it. I, I hate to just be the old guy reminiscing here, and we'll get to some of this other stuff. Mm. But like, I grew up in Chicago. I was only about six or seven um, around that time. And Do you but, remember the song? Oh yeah. I mean, you could sing it. Absolutely. Right? Oh. We ain't no. Uh, Bring on Atlanta. Bring on Dallas. We're just playing for Papa Bear Hellas. <laughs> I mean, I, I, you don't understand. Like, I used to watch the Super Bowl video like every day. Like, every I would day. watch it every day. Easy. And, uh, you know, Dave Dewerson, Otis Wilson, William oh. Perry. I mean, just so many great players. But the thing about that team, and again, just, just getting this out of the way, just because it's bringing back a great memory was – it really spoiled us because we should have had one of the greatest Super Bowls of all time, oh, which would yeah. have been Miami versus the Bears because Miami was the one team to beat Chicago that year. Right. And it was going to be just an incredible yes. Super Bowl game. Yes. And then somehow the Patriots snuck in there and like there was zero doubt in anybody's mind that the Bears were going to win that game. So I'm, I don't know what the line was on that one, but probably should have been like 17 or something. But if I'm not mistaken, I think like that, and you probably could speak to this or know the, the history of it is, wasn't that like one of the first prop bets ever in terms of like, will that was it. the fridge score a touchdown? That was it. That was Jimmy Vaccaro said, I'm going to do this prop um, and – Will Will Fridge score a touchdown? He got killed. Yeah, talk gotcha. about it to this day. Where's it like a badge of honor? Because who was going to bet? No, nobody. Yeah, nobody was going to yeah. bet. No. But it got Jimmy a promotion and another job, and like we tease him <laughs> to this day. Boy, you what you did for everybody? Yeah, you, you you did a lot. You you got a promotion, and you made it now the one-upmanship every year of the props and what that business has become. The handle on the props is bigger than the handle on the game itself. It's unbelievable. Yep. And now, you know, books have taken it to a whole nother level just daily on, on what it is. So I looked it up, 1986, uh, 1985 Bears. Chicago minus 11 was the closing line and 37 and a half was the total. So... It was very unusual to have a double-digit spread. So that was like the thing, right? There was no double-digit spreads since Baltimore got upset by Joe Namath calling a shot. You know, we're going to win. They were 17-point dogs. The next year, Minnesota was 10-point dogs, 10-point favorites, I mean. And then there was, another, there was not another double-digiter until that game. So, wow. Was yeah, good. I was too too young to bet it, but my goodness, oh, in terms of watching that game oh. and watching that team and knowing, like looking back, that I, I mean, oh, anybody so sharp should have been on Chicago there. Yeah. I mean, Tony Eason, give me well, a break. They had no it shot. was terrible. It was so bad. Um, well, if you were in person in Illinois, you you would have been able to bet it if it was a college sport, which we're going to get to. <laughs> that's that's part of that proposal. So betting on Illinois. Apparently, it's much more able to be done in person than on mobile, but it's 2021, and they're acting like it's 1986. Okay, so and the third thing we're going to talk about is, is the percentage of money bet and the percentage of tickets bet on things and stuff that we see on all these sites, these engagement sites that provide lines or information. They're not so much on directly on the apps, 
but they're on everywhere. And we're going to just have our discussion about that of what percentage of that we think is bullshit uh, or not. And we can go from there. So without further discussion, Dan Bach, but spelled back. Um, <laughs> there's a fight. There is. A, it's a is pay-per-view. It it's, it's a pay-per-view. Pay is to... it a fight? Is Mayweather Mayweather's the best fighter of all time record-wise. He never lost. He was a regular of mine at the M. I know the guy. I really actually like him. Like He's always been very nice to me, very generous, and he's a cool dude, especially you know when he's really pumped up. I mean, he's fighting this kid logan paul who's a youtuber he he, somehow they agreed they're gonna fight it must be a zillion dollars because floyd doesn't waste anybody's time if ain't worth money and he's money mayweather so he's fighting and you sent me the text newbie okayed it and, and 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 we started to discuss it Are you so here? Let's just first. Is this something? Do you like fighting? Do you like watching fights? I used to love championship boxing and I really loved it in probably around the early 2000s. Roy Jones Jr., Bernard Hopkins, uh, De La Hoya, uh, early Pacquiao, like, you know, Mickey Ward versus Arturo Gotti. Like, uh, that era, that was when I really loved it. It's fallen off dramatically, and it's oh, yeah. it's sad, you know. I mean, I think I think you know we've got you know the two big heavyweights, Fury and what Joshua. There's like oh, three of them: yeah. Fury, Joshua, and uh, God, third guy's name is Deontay Wilder. Wilder, yeah. yeah. So you get the you know at least there's something with a pulse there at at that level of boxing. Yeah. But uh, I feel like you know. Okay, so is this it, boxing, Dan? I mean, like, this is a show. This is It's a show. It is being labeled as boxing. Showtime, if you want to watch it, you got to pay them $49.99 or whatever the price is for it. Would you watch it for free? Absolutely, 100%. I would 100% would watch, watch it, it for free. Would you watch it to pay for it? Probably not. Um, now, the third option should be, would you watch it on an illegal stream that somebody <laughs> provided you. And the answer to that is if it's in front of me, I probably would. You're okay? not turning away. You're I'm not, not turning away. away. I'm not going to pirate anything on no, my own. No. But if I just happen to have it in front of me on a screen yeah. and it's going, would I watch it? Yes, yeah, because I I'm a fan of things that are interesting. Okay. And for me, you know, I was surprised that this fight is coming up this weekend. Like it's Sunday. It's yeah. it's it's a it just kind of well, threw it, up, right? It's it kind of here. Yeah. And so I said to myself, Would I was like, bet on it. Well, here's the thing. This is the whole crux of why this topic is being brought up. Is I said, okay, well, I got to see what these betting odds are on this thing because you got this right. Logan Paul guy who he's not even the better Paul. The other guy is the better one. He's three and zero, and he's actually beaten an MMA fighter before. This guy, whoa, is whoa, a, whoa! That MMA fighter was a tomato can, and he no, wasn't. He even was. Can. He, he was out of shape, a tomato can. That's not I, a I, good thing. That well, beat him, but he did beat a legitimate guy who was in a ring before yes okay okay yeah he he's you know he actually somewhat 
is starting to resemble a boxer. But that aside, okay. this this is the lesser boxing Paul. And he, like you say, he's fighting arguably the greatest fighter of all time in Floyd Mayweather Jr. He never so, lost. I For the people that don't yeah. know, Floyd Mayweather retired 50 and 0. He was never even in danger, but like twice in his career, one of which I was at at the MGM when he was young and, and he got hit. No one knew who he was. They couldn't give away the tickets. I had a host who said, you got to go watch this fight. I don't even know who this guy is. Yeah, but you got to go. Please just go for me. Take these tickets. And I went, and I was like, who's this little guy? You know, at the time, I didn't know who he was, but he's never lost. His last fight was against Conor McGregor to go 50 and 0 and he hasn't fought since yeah i it's so, been years i know exactly and now he was that when he was pretty boy before he was money way mayweather because yes, he, was he was pretty, pretty boy, boy in the in the, yes, in the early in days the early days yes. uh, yeah so um but here's the i i was like okay you know people a lot of gamblers talk about the mayweather and mcgregor fight as like the oh. greatest gambling opportunity of all time was we, we all made a lot of money. We all yeah. like, we were, we were joking that all that money that books lost on Floyd over the years, like he paid everybody back. That was, that was the, the, that was the payback. We all bet anything we could get borrow beg for on Floyd. Cause we yep. knew he was going to win that fight, but go ahead. exactly. And you know, it was the, the greatest uh, wealth transfer from, <laughs> from square to sharp in the it history was, of gambling. And, great. And so I said to myself, you know, McGregor, he obviously was kind of, I guess you could say somewhat in his prime at the time, at least athletically. And, you know, he knows how to strike. He's been in the ring. So, you know, obviously in the training too, like actually that shit. Honestly, I don't think he looked horrible even in that fight. But what happened was you knew first round. Yeah. You knew for a fact he was going to run out of gas because he ran out of gas and like, in like five round MMA fights, like he was toast. Like there was no way that guy was going 10 or 12 rounds. There was zero chance of it. So like, that's why, like, I I thought that was an interesting fight, but obviously we were all, you know, Mayweather's going to win. So this is even more one-sided, except it's, it's obviously has this like circus mentality where the McGregor fight was, was still categorized as like a real fight. I don't it know was. if, yeah, and I, I don't know the di- McGregor had to get licensed. Okay, so this is in fight, and this is in in taking place in Miami. So I don't know mm-hmm. if there's any licensing that's required or what the deal is. All I know is you're in Florida. Nothing. I mean, you guys have to do anything. It's a wonder you even have to get like licensed <laughs> to drive a car down there. You you people are crazy down there. Again, I don't. I'm not going to speak <laughs> ill of Florida. I love my state. Okay, of course. Stop, but but the point. Getting back to to this whole this whole concept or the the idea of okay, what are the odds on this fight? I go to FanDuel Sportsbook, <laughs> doesn't exist. I go to DraftKings Sportsbook, doesn't exist. Go to PointsBet, doesn't yeah. exist. Nobody is booking this yeah. fight. Now you can go to offshores, yes, and find places to bet it. Yes, and this is where I ask you is if there's a market to bet the fight and it's on pay-per-view and people will spend money to watch it. Logan Paul has 23 million YouTube subscribers. 
Does he really? Why, yes. So why can't, why isn't there a line being put up on this fight on a Tuesday when the fight takes place on Sunday? And will these books decide to throw something up there like the day before? Because, uh, I mean, clearly it's going to be Floyd big, big, big. Yeah. But I don't know if there's any risk of throwing you know, one-sided numbers up there. I mean, I, I'm just shocked that there's no U S regulated book that I have seen booking this fight. And I, and I'm trying to figure out why that is, because I guarantee you that if people are betting on Ukrainian freaking ping pong, like they're (laughs) doing in Colorado, they're going to, but they're going to want to bet on this, this fight, whether it's a knockout, whether it's going to go the distance, what round, I mean, there's a million things you can bet. Why are people or books not booking this fight? Explain it to me. Um, one, the rules aren't clear. It's not like a 12-round sanctioned fight. It's not like they're, they're, they're kind of just throwing it together. So there's yeah, I think no, there are rules. I think it's like eight no. round, eight or yeah, ten. I, I think, think it's eight it's, rounds. It's either eight or ten. Like, that's the I, question. I, we don't know because I don't know. You don't know. Like, we don't know. And I think they've put it out there once. It's eight rounds. It's changed by Sunday. We confirmed it's eight rounds. I read an article on ESPN. I'm 90% sure it's it's eight rounds. I stayed at the Holiday Inn last night. What's that commercial? <laughs> I mean, so I don't know what that means. But I, I know if it was our book, I'd look at you and I'd say, Bach, we're not betting. We're not booking this fight. Well, why? All these people are going to give us money. What if we get the puncher's chance and we destroy everybody? Because who in the hell is going to bet the Paul kid? Nobody. But who wants to lay that juice? I don't know. So people, like, who cares? Why Why do we care? Uh, like, set low limits on it if you're worried about the consumer. But why do we care what side people are taking here? Especially if the books can basically price it out so they don't lose money. And uh, they, unless they, unless they, they legitimately them. feel like, like it's rigged. Like that's the only that's, thing that I can think that's, of that's, is that they think it's a rigged fight and they don't want to risk it. That well, that's the last one. Was did it feel rigged against the UFC guy Askren? He came in uh, not trained. I mean, he didn't train. He was dough soft. I mean, he looked like uh, you know the Pillsbury Doughboy. For those of you that don't know, you're too young. Google Pillsbury Doughboy. He looked like very soft. He came in, he took one punch, he went out. That was it. So now as a book, you go, do we want to put this shit up again? Because the people that took Askren, because he's a professional fighter, he's trained, he did all that, they're angry. They're they're mad, and they take it out on the book. So do you want to take the action just because it may be rigged? It's easier to just take a pass and don't touch it. It's not, you're not going to make enough money. You may retain customers from it that just come in for it. But I personally, I don't see But here, Here's, here's the thing though. And I don't even know what to make the line, but, How, but here, here's the deal. Like the line, Dan Mayweather, he not gonna, he, he's, he, he is not going to lay down for a freaking YouTube star. Okay. Askren might because why not? It's a paycheck. Like uh, clearly, he's enjoying his his, right. his his time. He's got a nice beer belly that I could you know definitely relate to. Um, but like Mayweather isn't going to do this. So like, 
I don't know why you just don't throw a crazy line out there and let people bet it. I, I get it. It's exhibition, but we bet on a lot of really oh. stupid things out there. And, you know, the one thing I, we all agree you can't bet on are predetermined outcomes or like tape delayed events. Okay. Right. You can't, you can't do that, but this is going to be live. It's going to be, a, you know, people have to pay what I think what I read here, uh, 25 bucks to watch this thing. Oh, um, man, By Sunday, I, it might be free. I mean, seriously, guy, who's going to, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they'll all these half these, even 20% kids of love this buy. shit. They I do. mean, they, they love it. So, so our producer just, you know, kind of put in our ear offshore has Mayweather minus 1200 Paul plus 800. So you got to lay 12 to one. It's not enough. Like I, I, I mean, if I'm trying to book it to win, I would put 20 to one, you know, and let people bet Paul and let him bet Paul. Cause he ain't going to lose. Like this is what happened in the Mayweather fight. Against I agree. Gregor people, we put up 11 to one, I think, or 10 to one. And they bet this guy down, 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 down until we all literally were, were withdrawing as much money as we could from IRAs and, and wherever you get money to lay minus three fifty or even minus three seventy five on Mayweather against a guy that couldn't fight or didn't fight with gloves on in a ring. So I don't know, man. Like the other thing you got to think. I mean, about you could oh, let, just give you some con- give you um, a comparison here. Yeah, they let you bet on the Tom Brady and Peyton Manning and Phil Mickelson golf event. They, they, do they, they you could live bet that all day long, but, but not in every state. Like every state's a little bit different. I think, like in Nevada, I don't. I would be totally shocked to see the Paul fight because. Um, you have to get it approved by certain things. Like the ping pong thing is fascinating to me. Table tennis is legit having a ton of handle okay. in Colorado, but only in Colorado because that's the only place that was okay in it. You know, there may be a couple other one or two other states that said, okay, other states just said, look, we'll keep it at a hand's length. They may have done that with this. But those exhibition golf matches were built on gambling. They were sponsored by DraftKings. They were showing the odds during the actual event, like the whole concept of it. By the book, by the DraftKings book. Yeah. That's who who took the bets on the first fight with Paul against Askren was DraftKings. Like the other books are forced to do it to keep up, not because they want to but it's competition and it's money and it's getting customers. So I don't think it's a, I really don't think it's a good thing as far as like being the book. I would take a pass. I'd but rather, you, I'd rather book the Lakers and Suns and book oh, it better yeah. and give more props on legitimate sports that people. But are wouldn't watching. you rather be the only book taking that because you're going to get all the action for people who want to actually bet it. Because there, you you might not Sometimes think there's demand. There's freaking demand. They got pay per view for this. So yeah. there again, the the number of people who are going to watch this and go on their sports book and try to bet it and not have it there. Yeah, I'm just. I mean, I, I just don't know why that's not happening when there's been other exhibition events that have allowed betting. 
That's my point. We'll we'll keep a close eye on it yeah. because there may be some books that decide by Thursday sure, or Friday sure. that like, you know what, we better put this up on Friday and let these right. people bet it for 48 hours, which may be the case. We're recording on Tuesday night. Yeah. Show drops on Wednesday. As of right now, I did not see a single book with this up. I um, The only thing I saw was a promo on points bet that wasn't booking the actual fight, but it was one of those promos like, if somebody throws a throws a, a punch, you'll get a two hundred dollar bonus or something Whoa, on okay. any other bet that you make. So, <laughs> like you know, they're 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 actually smart about it. They're yes. doing the SEO game, you know, yes. and and trying to uh, trying to get customers that way. But I'm very curious to, to as well to kind of see where we are, you know, as we draw closer. But you know, I Tuesday's not that far out, so you know, we'll see. We'll see, but I think it's a, I think it's an interesting topic. So we'll keep our eyes peeled on that one. It is an interesting topic, and we will see. It will not be an interesting fight, but it will be watched. It will, it will be, be watched. Yeah. Um, here's another thing that's being watched. Okay, sports betting in Illinois, it's big. It's big business. There's a big licensing fee. There's a big tax rate. There's a lot of handle and a lot of business being done in Illinois. Um, I actually had a, a very long conversation with uh, Steve Brubaker, who hopefully is going to be on the show. He's on Twitter and he's very dialed in. He lives in Illinois. He has all of the apps and he's a very good source of information on both on Twitter and to me personally on how this all works. Well, so um, I don't even know where to begin. I mean, we talked well, about the bears game. We talked about the thing, you know, and in, in betting on Illinois, but, they they had mobile registration, and then they pulled it back. And now you have to register for an account in person, but you can wager on your phone, mobile. Um, now the question becomes, and this used to be the case here, you couldn't bet on UNLV games in Vegas for a long time. And so anytime UNLV played like Wisconsin, Wisconsin people were here, they were upset they couldn't bet on their game because we don't take – UNLV or UNR Reno games. And then that went away. So now in, in Illinois, you can't wager on college sports. So they vote on it. Now you can wager on college sports, but in person only. Is it, 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 it do I have the facts right? And pretty please close. Explain this shit to me. Yeah, pretty close. And, and it, nothing's official, but it sounds like it's going to get done like Wednesday or Thursday. Um, or at the very latest at some point during the summer. But basically, the way Illinois was set up is you can't bet on the Illinois, any any college in Illinois. And what was really funny so is... So we're talking like University of Illinois, yeah. um, Northwestern, every yes. school. Like, there's a lot of colleges. I mean, Loyola. Illinois played Loyola in the second round of the NCAA tournament, if memory serves. And that was a game that you could not bet Mr. on. Gene. In the uh, in in the state of Illinois, so basically, what they're trying to do is lift this restriction to allow people to bet on the the college teams in the state, which makes a ton of sense. Now, um, the the problem is, like you mentioned, is they have this ridiculous stipulation that says, "Okay, well, we're going to do this," but the only way you can bet it is if you walk your fat ass into one of these casinos <laughs> to make the wager. You can't do it on your phone. So if you try to make the – you can bet on any other college you want on your phone. 
But if you want to bet on the Illini, you have to walk into a brick-and-mortar casino to do it or a place where you could, you know, uh, whether it's, you know, a racino or whatever the case may be. And um, that's the only way they are taking the the bets. Over the counter, yes. You have to go. Do it over the counter. Over the counter, no live betting and no player props. Oh, oh, both of those two? Yes, yes. What are we doing? For me, for me, like if you don't want to put player props, fine. It's a tiny market in the grand scheme of things. Okay, okay. not a big deal. The live betting is huge, but it's also like if you're going to restrict it to over the counter, there's not as much live betting I think that's happening over the counter as there is on this mobile device right here. But no it all goes back to the crux of why the hell do you go back to? this idea of making people go into a place to make a wager when they can just make it on their phone for every other type of bet out there. And it goes back to the problem that we've seen with Illinois from the very beginning is that that benefits a very select few number of operators who are close Mm. to the Chicagoland area Mm. that, um, that, Mm -hmm. you know, will probably drive the greatest amount of handle in person. And that's Mm. been the biggest issue all along is the politics that we see in the state of Illinois. And it's something that spread way beyond just sports betting, but it's, it's been, you know, FanDuel and DraftKings, they'll never say it, but the best thing that ever happened to them in Illinois was COVID because they weren't going to be getting market access in that, in that state, except people couldn't go to the casinos to bet. So they lifted the order and it allowed them to, to actually thrive in this market. And, and then they closed that shit back up. And the then they closed they that got. shit. Exactly. As soon as they could, they closed it back down. And now we've got this next layer and, you know, they always say it's, it's compromise. It's deal making, yeah. which is to me, like it's ridiculous. Make yeah. good policy. This isn't, any bet this isn't beneficial towards anybody to require people to walk in and make a bet over the counter. There's nothing about it that benefits one group. That's it. It, it benefits the largest casino in suburban Chicago. That's who it benefits. And yes. it's crystal clear on that front. So either don't allow it, keep the restriction that you have, or open it up properly. So it's better for both consumers, which is important, and better for operators. And guess what? Better for the state because they're going to make more, way more tax revenue when they're taking bets via mobile as opposed to making people go over the counter. So, again, it's like there is no good case for it. And, you know, we still, and this is what drives me crazy about legislation around sports betting in this country, is we've got lots of examples of successful sports betting regulations and operations throughout this country. New Jersey has been doing it for what, four, four years, I think now, five years around there, whatever it is. Uh, Time flies these days. And, you know, there is a, a very um, crystal clear model between what they're doing and maybe Pennsylvania. You look at the tax revenue. It's been it's been insane how much money they're making. And yet you still have states like Nebraska who said, yeah, we're going to pass sports betting. And yeah, at the last second, we're going to strip out the mobile component and again, make people show up 
and uh, arrive at these uh, racetracks and casinos to bet. And it's just mind-numbing to me because every example we have seen, the amount of money, more money that you make for your state – that's why they're doing this, right? We want to make money for our state. Whoa, 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 whoa. For no, no. I no. mean, that's what they're saying. That's what they're saying. Yeah, but, but if you look at if you look at Pennsylvania, New Jersey, they've made they've made hundreds of millions of dollars for their state. You know, but I can personally tell you when I we saw those in Nevada, what New Jersey did and then what Pennsylvania did on top of it. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, what the hell are they doing? Like that. Licensing fee is steep. Who the hell is going to pay that? That tax rate is worse. Who the hell is going to pay that? That's crazy. Oh, wait. They're going to limit the number of people in Pennsylvania? Like we're going to do 10 or 12 or whatever it is? Ah, that's smart. New Jersey, we're going to open up to everybody. You all got to pay. But we're going to tax the mobile border. We're going to tax the casino. Oh, that's smart. smart. And then you're going to give us the money up front because – we see through a lot of the bullshit, like it's a percent margin business in a good year. That's 8%. If you can get 10, you're killing it. And you got a lot of parlay players. Okay. So these states said, now, nah, you know what? Give us the licensing fee up front. We're going to tax the hell out of it. You can still do it, but we got to make the people the money. And now looking at it, hindsight, it was one of the things that I looked at when it was happening going, they're screwing the business. Well, you know what? They were screwing the business because they were looking out for the state, looking out for, you know, the consumers, and they made it fair. These bills, Dano, I don't I don't see it. Like, this is, like you said, benefiting one person in Illinois, that casino owner, that particular one, not even all casinos. Yeah. It's because there's, there's, there's not that many casinos that are near Chicago. So, yeah, yeah. you know, which is, you know, where the, the, the well, largest population Nebraska? is. Nebraska? I don't know. Well, exactly. We, and we, the Nebraska ask, thing is really new. You're not driving two hours to go open an account. Well, the crazy thing is, so Nebraska too, and this was funny too. This is, this was a, a funny quote that I read about this was, so they also stripped out college betting in Nebraska. So you can't bet on college uh, that you, you can't bet on the corn huskers. Yes. And the lawmaker that was quoted said, well, if people want to bet on Nebraska, then they can go to Iowa and go bet on Nebraska. He didn't say that. that it was a, I believe it was a she. And he yes, she didn't say that yes. Publicly. Yes. Yes. We, the, we don't, we don't want to take, they, they want to bet on Nebraska football. They can go to Iowa and bet on Nebraska football. Like it's which, a bad thing. <laughs> which is just ludicrous. And I know that there is there's maybe more of a uh more of the Bible belt, more of a religious opposition that you have there, but they got as far as actually getting sports betting. That was a huge win. Unbelievable. Right. So but at the la- but again, it was looked wow. like mobile was gonna happen. And then at the last second, they said, nah, too much opposition. We got to compromise. Well, you know what? If you want to compromise college sports, fine. But don't compromise mobile because that's the worst compromise you can make in terms of the convenience to the consumer, the amount of you know, taxable money that, 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 that the state can make, and, of course, you know, the operator side of things, you know, it's, it, they, it's they're all craving for mobile. So it's just – it's just so dumb. How do these people 
be in these positions and make such bad decisions constantly. They don't, they don't ask. They don't ask people that might know, or they do and they don't care. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. But no matter what, I mean, you know, percentage wise, which we'll get to here in one second, the growth of the business is all on the mobile. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> Both in everything's mobile in I casino. Every Everything is on your phone. You tell me any business exists right now that we don't use our phone for, what are we doing? It has a very limited top, whereas the mobile, at least, you can, it, it blows my mind. It absolutely blows my mind. Here's something else that blows my mind and has for years. Um, this thing, and you, you, you actually sparked uh, a, a very good, idea with this one you you hit me with this this was a last minute kind of move around the rundown um the percentage of money bet and the percentage of tickets on said bets it's very popular with a lot of people to refer to both media wise maybe actually action wise what you're gonna bet based on these numbers um my questions was pretty simple. Do you believe it? Why or why not? And why the hell would you? Those were those were <laughs> my three questions, but I'm going to let you okay. kind of take this over and ask me or anything yeah. you want to talk about before we get to the complete bullshit that these numbers are. But, oh, I'm sorry <laughs> I let that out first. Go. Okay, I'll, I'll start out with um... – do I think the numbers are real? Probably. And I say that because I think these books would be in a deep, deep trouble with regulators if they were purposely putting out misleading information about their own uh, betting systems, for example. Okay. I, I feel like there's there's a good chance the regulators, if they found out that you know uh, a FanDuel, DraftKings, whomever – you know, was putting something out, whether it's via social media or, you know, FanDuel, they've kind of got their own odds comparison site called mm -hmm. um, numberfire.com slash odds. And mm -hmm. they, on that actual kind of uh, page, it says specifically on FanDuel, this is what we're taking in. So mm -hmm. I, I want to give them the benefit of the doubt that they're not fudging the numbers because I feel like the downside of fudging the numbers is way greater than the upside would be for them to to make them up. Now, okay. I will counter that with saying it's still a small snapshot in the grand scheme of things because the numbers that you see in one book very likely will not match the numbers that you see in another book. So what are we to believe? Like if 70% of the bets on FanDuel are on Portland tonight and – 40% of the bets on DraftKings are on Portland tonight. Doesn't feel like we can take a whole lot from those numbers. No. And I know there are a lot of people who look at them and, and, and especially they look for the trend when there's, Oh, the, when it's 70% of bets and 70% of money, that means that's the sharp side or, <laughs> you know, vice versa. You know, people draw their conclusions yeah, from it. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to pretend to be, the the smartest sports better when it comes to that thing but i also know that it's a sample size situation um that 
we don't know how much money is bet. We don't know how many tickets are there. We don't know who the big tickets are because, you know, every now and then somebody will say, oh, blah, 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 spent $2 million, dropped $2 million on a particular game. Well, is that factored in these things? How much does that skew those numbers that we're hearing? So uh, I always find it fascinating when it's talked about, but um, I still wonder how – effective they are in handicapping what's your take on it because i know you've got some strong opinions yeah so i used to be uh you know in risk rooms i i, I sat in risk rooms for 20 years i mean going back to you know curacao days and then you know back here in the united states and in, in vegas um went to west virginia briefly but didn't do it there and then you know was back here so guys would call me and say what's your what's the bet percentage and I would look at the screen and say, like tonight, um, they would ask me about the WNBA. Las Vegas is playing Connecticut. And, for example, um, we had three bets on the game. Two on Connecticut side, one on the over. Okay. When you ask me about that game, well, the majority of our bets are on Connecticut. That wasn't a lie. Well, what percentage is it? Um, it's it's a lot. It's it's and I could I could have said it's a hundred, or it's it's over eighty percent. Both true, but both very not specific. Um, you know the total. Say we had three bets on the on the total. It, it was two on uh, over, one on under. Sixty six percent of the bets are on over. It could be that simple. It was that, you know, with a lot of games. What are, what are you looking like Sunday night? Well, there's the numbers. I see the number of bets. But it also, I mean, that's how that thing's reported. There's no number. If, if there is, I haven't seen it, but there might be software that you allow wired in to your ticket count that will then get projected somewhere or sourced out scraped i don't know it might be every hour type in the percentage and send it and we'll put it in our system like who knows but there's no context to it too though because none like like, because i'm looking at like wnba right now it's funny you brought that up and they have it on this you know on this odds fire and it's 88 percent of bets and 86 percent of money is on seattle yeah. tonight against Indiana. Right. But there's no context to this. Like what numbers did Seven people bet those at? Did they did they is is 80% of that money did that come in when the number was minus 11 and now it's 13 and a half? Like oh, there's there's question. a whole lot more context that you need to know for it to be I useful. think very useful to you yeah. and they give you and it's so vague. But here's the deal. People love this shit. People love it. That's why they do it. So I, I don't know that it's like, like for example, so if they put this wager, if they put this out here, 88% of bets, 86% of the money on Seattle, and mm-hmm. you're a square better and you see that, what are you doing? You're betting Seattle, right? If, if mean, 88% of these people are betting Seattle yeah. and 86% of the money is on Seattle, I got to bet Seattle, right? Yeah. I've got to be doing this. 
I mean, it's, it's, it's just, just – What do you do otherwise? Are they trying to drive a narrative? Like, I, I don't know. Are they trying – I mean, I don't think they're trying to, no. to force action one way or another. No. But naturally – But they could. They could. That's they the could. scary part. But I don't they think could. they are, but no, they could. But you 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 could you could skew the message however you want, if you wanted to. They're not. It's not worth anything. It it takes it would take too much yeah. time, and you're absolutely right. The the downside of you fudging the information is the book found out once, close yeah. the doors. Close yeah. just close yeah. the door. Totally. Yeah. There's no the guy that trained me offshore used to say, We don't pay one person, just close the doors. We're done. So we paid everybody. I can't say that for everybody, which doesn't mean that people didn't get stiffed or stiff books or whatever. So, yes, that happens when there's probably somebody that's fudging their numbers. But there's no upside in doing that. I don't think at all. But there's still no context in these numbers. And there's no – and there's not – they're not required to give it. No. And you shouldn't be using that information for betting purposes. You can – it gives you an idea, but truly the best – forms of of just feeling out the majority opinion on stuff go to the general news sites and just watch the number of people that like you know between fantasy stuff you see how many if you could see how many people pick tom brady to be their quarterback in a daily fantasy thing would that help you well we project what we think people will do all the time you Absolutely. That's a huge part of the whole actual daily fantasy out. world. But it's these, like the critical part be, of it. But these might be some of that as well. Like that's the thing I'm trying to say. Like yeah. you use that information. You know how to use it. I know how to use it. The regular guy, he don't really know how to use it. He thinks he knows or he heard a podcast that said, oh, you should look at this. And now he's using it, using it wrong, getting bad habits, just like your golf swing, which by the way, I don't know. Can you play golf? Are you good? Um, yeah, I'm pretty good. Oh. I mean, I'm wearing a golf so, shirt here. Well, no, when a guy I mean, says he's pretty good, that means he's fucking good. Like you just you told me <laughs> you you're ever you're gonna go shoot in the seventies when you go play. Yeah, I'm a six. So yeah, I'm I'm in the seventies right now. There we go. So. That's so that's the guy can play. For the people that don't know, that means he shoots in his I just gave away any edge I had against winning money on you. It's out there. That was a huge freaking mistake by me. Totally short-sighted. Should have lied and said, no, I'm a 15. And then I show up to Vegas. We play Shadow Creek. And next thing I know, you – you know, you're you're buying my round. Do you understand what goes out. into playing golf with me if we're actually ever going to play for money? I will study your swing <laughs> on the practice range. I'll watch you putt, and I won't even agree to nothing until we play nine holes. If you want to <laughs> go that far and and hook me that far, like it'll take nine holes, and I'll go, man, you really hit the ball over the place, Dan. Let's we could play for fun, you know? Okay. I'm not ever agreeing. I've I've learned to play with people on the first tee. You don't agree to shit. And I'm not agreeing with any of these numbers in the book with the percentages. It's something good for to talk about. And I think it's good food for content. Yeah, it's great content. As far as actionable info, don't go be betting, no making no bets on none of these percentages and stuff. Otherwise, I got a guy you could go play golf against. His name's Dan. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> CK. 
What do you got for our producer, Dan Newber? Okay, newbie, uh, or ask newbie today. Um, it's become like a weekly tradition for me. And I don't, I, I hate to use the term tradition because it's only been like four shows. It's a tradition. But four, I, five, six, seven. We can't keep track. I always it's episode lose track. Seven. <laughs> yeah, it's episode seven. But um, I always watch Naked and Afraid before I do the show because oh. it's on it's on Sunday nights. And, uh, you know, you DVR it and that's like, for whatever reason, I always get to it on Tuesday mm. before I end up recording this podcast with you. So I, I, I'm wondering newbie, how over under two days, could you make it on naked and afraid out in, we'll say, I don't know, the Everglades out here in Florida. Ooh. Could you make it two days? Ooh. Naked and afraid, you know, basically you get a fire starter, you get a pot, and that's it. See, I'm, I'm, I, you had me until you said Everglades, because I visited the Everglades, and that's unforgiving. And I'm not even afraid of like the, 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 the uh, whole reptilian side of things. I'm more oh. afraid of those mosquitoes because uh, <laughs> you're around that, that wading water. Forget about it. But, um, Little known fact, uh, I'm actually an Eagle Scout. So I, I oh, are you I, are you really an Eagle Scout? So, yeah. So take the over. I, oh I, I, man, you, I don't even need the fire starter. You send me out there with just my dick swanging, and I'll be out there for for however long I have. Dude's to Dude's an there. eagle. You could have taken our money big time here again, oh, Dave, because just he's like a freaking Dan. Eagle oh, Scout. Just, just my like God. just like Dan, I didn't keep the ace in the hole. I could I could I could have won the over bet, but uh, but Dan and so, I, we're, we're we're truthful people. It just comes. So what did what did you have to do to get like? Don't you have to do a big project to yeah. become in, like to be officially an Eagle Scout? So what yeah. was the uh, newbie talks Eagle Scout project that you had to do? So in Reading, there's a, a landmark that's called the Pagoda, and actually people come from all over the world to come and see this pagoda. It, it makes no sense. We have like the no world. like yeah no seriously. It's a, it's a huge attraction. Look it up. The Reading Pagoda. Um, at least, at least people from, uh, from a town over P A G O D A. And you'll see it. It's, it's like a world <laughs> renowned. Okay. So I actually, all the benches, if you ever travel around the world and go to the pagoda, uh, you will sit on a bench and overlook the sprawling metropolis that is Reading, Pennsylvania. Uh, I built that bench. That was my, uh, my Eagle Scout project was all the benches and I took care of the grounds there. I, I did all kinds of repaving and, uh, and that was my Eagle Scout. So project. you made all the benches like, yeah. From like, like so wood, yeah, like wood, and then we made like concrete slabs and and you know set them all up. My my grandpa was like a wood maker and and shit like that. So uh, so oh he helped God. me out with it, and we uh, we made all the benches so that people could uh, enjoy the pagoda. I'm in, you know, newbie. I'm learning more and more about you, and I'm learning that you're the complete opposite of me. Not just in the me amount too. of hair that you have, but like the outdoor stuff. I can do anything. I can't. I can't do any of that you stuff. Can golf. Like. Uh, I can golf, I golf. but I pretty much golf. fixing things, camping, absolute no-go. Like, I'm paying people, <laughs> and I'm staying in hotels. That's what I'm doing. Well, You're yeah. obviously handyman over here. It's crazy. Well, thank That's, you. Uh, I, I greatly appreciate that. And, and, hey, if you ever need, if I'm ever, like, down on my luck, I'll just come and I'll fix shit around your house. That'll uh, be that'll be what I, I do. That'll be my fallback plan. Handyman Dan. Oh, I love it. <laughs> my God. Listen, Bach, he's mine first, okay? I found okay. him first. Okay? <laughs> Listen, he's my guy. That's my producer. That's my quarterback. 
Dan Newbert at Newbie Talks. Man, that's that's I didn't even know that shit. So I really appreciate you bringing that out. But that's good stuff. Um, hopefully, you know, you guys listen to the podcast, reach out to us, uh, on Twitter, each one of us, he's at newbie talks, the producer, Dan Bach is at Dan underscore B a C K. You can find him on Twitter there. We're getting a lot more interaction and, and, and then the show is tweeted out at sports handle. Leave a review happy. while you're at it too. How about that? I forgot items. about that. Yes, yes. You'll make, you'll make our executive producer, Brett Smiley, who's at Brett Smiley. Very happy with that yeah. as well. And, and we need some more because the last two I read were clearly either his burner accounts or some <laughs> sort of close relative because they were talking about how great he was. So, you know, I love Smiley. Oh, yeah. I love yeah. him, but we, yeah. we need some fresh, some fresh updates yeah, on so those. Fr- uh, fair. On those reviews, go on and leave a review at the show. Uh, it, it's 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 uh, you can find the stuff. There's a link on the site at sports underscore handle. Um, Smiley tweets the show out at Brett Smiley, and you know we keep growing this thing. It's it's always a very good discussion, Dan. Thank you for joining me tonight and and getting this all together. I am Dave Sharapan, the sportsbook consigliere. Thank you again. This is the Get a Grip podcast. It's episode number seven, right, Dano? Seven. Number seven. Okay, number seven. Thank you. We will be in touch. Uh, We're working on when we're going to do number eight, but somebody may have a golf game that they got to get to. (laughs) We'll talk to you guys next week. We are out.